tuned into the greatest. You are now tuned into the greatest. Oh, 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 oh my God. It's the Fearless Podcast with Arian Simone. excited to share the good news with you that Staples Work Life magazine just launched and the content is everything you need to be a fearless entrepreneur on your journey. As you browse through the magazine, you'll find great pieces of advice from various industry experts, including creative ways to problem solve in your business. With so many tips and tricks to use, I know that you can easily apply these. You will love them. Subscribe to the magazine today at staplesworklifemag.com. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Fearless Podcast. Cousin Candace, are you there? I am, I am. Wonderful. Well, you guys know season two, as I've mentioned before, they're all about dialogues and conversations and interviews with my family and friends. And I have my beloved cousin Candace on because my social media audience would have been in an uproar if I did not bring cousin Candace on for this season, knowing it's for family <laughs> and friends. <laughs> How are you? I am fantastic. How are you today, sweetheart? I'm absolutely excellent. Absolutely excellent. Well, we're going to dive right into it. I wanted you to come on and share all of your magic and your words of wisdom. (laughs) My cousin Candace has a beautiful book in class called The Art of a Woman. And I wanted you guys just to hear all about this reason why recently we had our fearless retreat. And she also attended the very first one and orchestrated this workshop. And at the Fearless Retreat, so many women leave and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm adopting your cousin Candace. I'm adopting your cousin Candace. And I called my mom. I'm like, mom, she's like, was Candace a hit again? I'm like, yes. (laughs) I said, she's always a hit. And everybody always rants and raves. And recently on our most recent retreat, I was sharing with you that we had a historical and cultural tour that we went on about the African-American history in the area of Sac Harbor. And the tour guide stated that most people did not know who their great-great-grandparents were. And they asked everybody in the crowd to raise your hand if you did. And I was the only one. And I was in complete shock, honestly. I'm like, yeah, everybody. I'm like, everybody in our family knows Joshua in Missouri. So I was like, wait a minute, (laughs) where, where do they do this at? And I honestly, I did, I, I felt a sense of pride, but I also felt bad, though, too, because I'm like, that's not that far removed. No, it's you not. Know, for, for you to have a disconnect like that or that many people to have a disconnect like that with their immediate ancestors. Cool. I was like, whoa. Yeah, it, it, it is a little bit scary and it, it is a little sad, you know, because I, I think um, for us, we've been blessed because we had the great aunties and the great, great aunties and uncles um, that not only, um, you know, were our foundation, but they also knew our history and they passed it on to us and it kept us anchored. Um, and, and I think that that's, um, that's kind of evident in, um, in, in, in how our family um, as a whole, we have a, a lot of folks who are very successful entrepreneurs, um, teachers, um, preachers, um, 
and and just overall lovers of life. Um, creative energy that flows through our family is is really really crazy. But I think it's it's really because we're we're quite sure of who we are, where we came from, and and really what our family is about, you know, a, as a whole. And if you don't have um, that type of connection, a lot of times you end up getting lost and connected to things that maybe you don't necessarily need to be or want to be uh, connected to, but because it gives you some sense of family, you, you hold on to it. And so I think a lot of times it could be the reason that some of us are off of our normal or what would have been our normal beaten path um, from young ladies not knowing how to carry themselves in public to even our young men not knowing how to carry themselves and understanding that they are kings, you know, they, they are royalty. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I say that with all honesty, we are powerful creatures, powerful creatures. Um, God made us in his image. So for us to carry ourselves in any other way, it's kind of a, you know, I, I see it as a, a slap, kind of a slap in the face. Now this is just cousin Candace's opinion. So I can't, <laughs> If anybody got any problems, call Aaron. You can call me. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. And I want you to share the wisdom that's definitely in the Art of a Woman book. You can walk us through like the workshop or you can walk us through like the different discussions and the words of wisdom that are in there that have generationally, you know, been passed down from woman to woman in our family. Sure, sure. Um, so in the Art of uh, a Woman workshop and in the manual, um, basically, it's just a real conversation. Um, I have a lot of nieces and nephews. And as Arian says, um, when I attend uh, her events, I, I tend to pick up uh, new nieces. <laughs> um, a lot of times because I am I am willing to say things that maybe some some others are not able to say, and it's always from a place of love. I think when you speak to someone and you give them words of encouragement um, and, and, and even words of kind correction, um, as long as it comes from a, a, a good place, a, a loving place, people will receive it. It's not meant to hurt you. It's meant to help you. And so um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of fem femininity. Um, I don't... Um, know that it's a, a a huge thing nowadays pretty much can i interject it, there's something you said that i thought was so lovely sure you didn't even say criticism you said kind correction yeah 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 absolutely um you know we're so politically correct nowadays that we're incorrect and that's that's good that's good <laughs> You know, I, I, I just believe that that's, you know, that's the case. And it's unfortunate. We're doing ourselves a disservice. We're doing our girls a disservice. And we really need to let them know, um, you know, how you should carry yourself. What's the best way to carry yourself? And I'm not telling you not to be yourself. I want you to be the most you you can be, as a matter of fact. But just do it with class, do it with style, do it with grace and, and, and purposeful energy. Um, don't just do it because your girlfriends are doing it. You know, don't, don't follow that. Um, God made each one of us unique and, and you should fall into that uniqueness from it. Um, so 
with that being said, um, the art of a woman is really just talking about all of those things that perhaps your your aunt or great aunt or you know your grandmom uh, for that case uh, may say to you. And these things don't go out of fashion. Somebody might say it's old school or old fashioned. No, it doesn't go out of fashion. Never. Class never goes out of fashion. Um, and so it's all about small things, the, the, the intricate details. It's talking about uh, how you dress, knowing your body uh, type, knowing how to dress your body type in a way that's flattering, um, how to set a table, how to eat when you're at uh, a, a table, you know, um, those things that may have been taught in what we used to call finishing school, even uh, some of those things are in, in the manual and, and, and that are, and they're also taught in the class. Um, it talks about relationships um, from not going back to that bad boyfriend to how you carry <laughs> after a bad relationship or, you know, or even a relationship that wasn't bad, but just it ended. It was time. You know, sometimes we're in a relationship, we're in there five years, everything's good, but it's status quo and nothing's moving, you know, and, and maybe you want more. Um, just talking about how to get through that. Um, so it goes on and talks about your health, breast exams, talks about your vajayjay, taking care of that girl. Look, taking a look at that girl, you know, uh, seeing what she's about. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to interject. We had at the retreat, we had a company called Honeypot and they're a very um, growing company and progressive company and thousands of retailers now in the feminine care um, section of Target and Walmart. And I told her, I said, you know, my cousin does this class and so many women have not even looked at their vagina, you know, for lack of words. And she said, oh, no, she said, it's real. She said they did an exercise at an event she was recently at Mm -hmm. and asked everybody to draw a picture and identify it. Mm -hmm. And only one person was right. (laughs) And she said, no, that has to stop. She was like, I'm going to need you to know what's going on with your body. Every part of it. Absolutely. And understanding that there, the vagina, there are many different shapes to the JJ. Um, you know, uh, and you can go online. I'm not going to get too explicit, but you can go online and take a look. Uh, there are several different kinds, you know, some call them flowering and then there, there, there are several. So you need to know what you have, because if you don't know what you have, how do you know how to work with it? Get familiar with it. Get familiar. Your hand is the perfect link to reach that area. It's not just for wiping your bottom when you go to the bathroom. Check yourself out. You know, how, how can you tell someone else if you yourself don't know? Take a look and see what he's looking at. Listen, in my bathroom, I have a full length mirror that I look at and then I have one that's right behind me because I wanna see what I look like naked when I walk off because need, I need to see what he's seeing when I walk away. You know? <laughs> so, no, no, this is real. I'm, I'm being honest. You, you know? No, go ahead. I love it. <laughs> you know, you on the front, you think you're looking good in the front, but the back, you know, you're not looking, you're not looking like you want to, you know, what you want to look like. So if you, if you, if you take time to pay attention to your body, take the mirror, that's the same concept, take a small mirror. You may have heard this before. Go down and look. Look and see what it is, 
you know, and don't be ashamed of it. Take care of it and don't give it away to any and everybody. There's nothing special about something that everybody can get. You know, there's some things that you should reserve for your significant other. And I'm saying significant other because some people are interested in marrying men. Some are interested in marrying women. Some are not interested in marrying anybody, but just want a life partner. But whoever that is, they should have something special that everybody else hasn't had. And you can't, you know, it's between your legs because it is, it is something that you're supposed to keep safe. It's not for everybody to see. It's not, you know, it's not on the front of your face, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's between your legs. It's hidden for a reason. Everybody's not supposed to go there, but you certainly are because it belongs to you, you know? So um, the class talks about that, exploring that area of your body and just really kind of doing your breast exams, taking good care. Oh, and then you have a cleansing tea. I do. Well, it's, it's actually a, right. It is a, it, it is a, it's called Toussaint. T-S-A-N-E. You can look at a Toussaint. T-U-S, am I spelling this right? T-U-S-T-I-S-N-T-I-S-A-N-E. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Correct me. Um, but you, you can, and there are several different varieties of it um, where you, you brew the tea and you sip it. And what it does is it basically enhances your flavor and the scent uh, in that area. Um, I'm a big proponent of making sure you shave and or go get waxed because hair holds odor. Um, It's amazing how many girls, when I speak to them, they don't know just basic care, um, you know, from going and and getting your bra properly sized. No, so that, you know, your posture looks correct and your clothing looks correct. And it's helping you health-wise. I'm a heavy-chested woman. So for those those girls that are listening, that are heavy-chested, actually go somewhere. You know, I can recommend a place here in Atlanta. It's called Livy Ray. Um, They do a fantastic job with measuring you. Uh, If you decide to purchase, that's fine. If you don't, at least don't get yourself sized. Do yourself a great service because it helps with your shoulder discomfort, back discomfort. If you're a heavier, you absolutely know what I'm talking about. If you're a smaller girl, if you go get the proper bra, you'll look bigger. (laughs) Oh, I love Libby Ray. Candace knows I know. She sent me up there and I was just like, okay, we're sitting up for conversation now. It is a great, great place. I mean, and it will it will change the way you see yourself in your clothing because it will enhance your shape. It will give you that bottle contour or at least help you in that area of achieving that bottle bottle contour um, that you're looking for. Um, and it'll give you confidence. Like I said in the day, it's going to give you confidence. Absolutely. 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 So there are many, many things that are in the manual and in the class. Um, I'm always open to um, questions because I can cover what I think people need to or want to hear and things that I've been asked previously. Um, but, you know, I'm always open to conversation whenever we do the class. I, I actually prefer the conversation. Uh, because you can read in your own time. I like speaking to things right at the time uh, because people come up with things that I, you know, that I may not have even, you know, touched on before. I know one of the things that I'm, I'm 
really strongly pushing right now, even for myself, is getting back to decluttering. And that means anything that's in your life that's weighing you down. Um, you know, if it's a job, if, you know, if you're stressed, get, get rid of the source of stress, find a different job. Uh, you were looking for the one that you're on now when you, when you found, when you were looking for it, you found it. So if you, if you find yourself in a place of stress, find another job, you will find it just like you found this one, find something that really speaks to you. Don't just sit in misery you know, declutter. Um, right now I'm decluttering my basement. Now I don't see my basement every day, but I know the stuff is down there. I want to get, mm -hmm. you know, and when you get rid of it, you feel lighter, you'll feel wider, you know, and it gives you authority to do something else, fill that space up with something else. That includes relationships. Get rid of those old dusty relationships. Those that are heavy and they, you know, they weigh you down and they, you know, they eat up a lot of your time and, and you're, you, you don't, you're not getting anything from it. You know, it's depleting you. It's not feeding you. It's not a reciprocal situation. Get rid of that. What are you holding on for? You know, out of habit, you know, bad habits are, are just that. They're bad habits. Find you something good. You know, so decluttering is, and clean out your closets. You know, commit to... 10 things, getting rid of them. Start small. You don't have to do anything big. Start small and just see how you feel. You will feel it's funny because it translates over into other stuff. If you do the closet, the next thing you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to your garage or you're going to that extra bedroom, you know, and, and, and the energy that comes from that, it will drip over into other things. So decluttering is something that I'm kind of I'm on right now for myself and I'm kind of pushing it with <laughs> with everybody else that's around me because I found some wonderful energy in it. Um I don't know. That's beautiful. <laughs> no, I I think that's great for all the listeners and those are takeaways they can definitely all apply. Mm -hmm. Um there is something that I do want to discuss. You have raised a handsome intelligent young man thank you Erin. <laughs> yes my cap my fellow capricorn yes, yes. chandler is something else <laughs> to all of no he is to all of the mothers that are listening on the podcast what are some words of wisdom you can give them oh um yeah so for the moms out there um I can say my strategy for raising my son um, really and truly um, was one of a, a mindset of paying it forward. In other words, my everything that I put into him was about developing him into the type of young man that I would want him to be for someone's daughter as a, as a husband and the type of young man that I would want him to be as a father. So in everything that I do and everything that I did, I always referenced, I'm raising someone's husband, I'm raising someone's dad. And as long as I kept that in the back of my mind, the choices that I made, even though some of them were hard because he fought me, he fought me hard and long on sending him to an all boys charter school. But what I wanted him to understand is that, you know, when you go to work, you go to work. So for you, work is going to be going to school. 
you should not be distracted by young ladies while you're working. While you're getting your coin, you should not be distracted by women. Um, in other words, I, the way that I used to say it to him, to be quite honest with you, is if you, if you chase women, you may not have any money, but if you chase your money, you will always have women. So, <laughs> so you know, you, you will be able to do what it is that you need to do for the woman that is in your life at that time. Um, and I, I wanted him to have that sense of understanding that being a provider is key because women want protection. They want to know that they're secure. They don't want to know that you're flighty. Your children want to know that they're secure. They want to know that they have a home, that they're not going to be moved from pillar to post because the wind blew. So I wanted him to be, you know, really, really grounded in, in understanding when you're at work, be about your business so that when you are play, you can play hard, you can play long, you can play where you want to because you have the, you have the financial backing to do it. You have, you, you've collected the monies that you need to collect to be able to do those things. The other thing that was really, really strong, and, and it all plays into being someone's husband and being someone's father, is his spiritual life. Um, I, I, I did make sure that, you know, he was in church with me on Sundays, no matter what. Even now, he's 19 and he's home from college. He just finished his first year. Um, he knows no matter what he does, he has to be ready to go. We have to be, we have to be front and center at church at 10, 15. <laughs> Because <laughs> you, you got the rest of the week. This is maybe two hours out of all of the hours that you're given in the week um, by, by our father. And you can give him those two hours of your attention, strictly that attention. Even when we're in church, I'm like, put your phone down. There's reverence. Pay respect. Know where you are. Knowing your place helps you, you know, um, the, the, the social construct that we have now is just do whatever you want to, however you want to. It's nobody's business and nobody should say anything to you. These are lies. These are lies. And I'm not going to allow him to fall prey to them. So I provided a structure. I tell you all the time, Arian, um, here's how you know kids need structure. Uh, you can just look at any baby when they're learning to pull up, you know, and walk around. Uh, they will look back at the parent when they go to reach for something that's on the table. They're looking back for instruction uh -huh. back to see if it's okay. They're looking back because they want structure. You see? And um, if they have sense enough at that age to look back for it, surely us adults, we adults, we should have sense enough to give it to them. And what we've done is that we've kind of sat that down a little bit. You know, my son was a basketball player in high school and his uh, team went to um, the state championship here in Georgia. And, uh, you know, he was he was so excited about it. But I tell you, the thing that's, you know, so funny to me about his teammates is for me, me being the one who's, you know, so structured, they always want to come over here. So I'm all about having fun but it's, it's with structure. There are certain things that you know you cannot do over here. There are certain things that you know I'm not going to you know, be okay with. Um, so structure, spirituality, and just being mindful through all of it that you're gonna be someone's husband and you're gonna be someone's dad. 
and I want you to be a giver. I want you to have understanding of who you are on this planet. And I want you to move like you know where you came from. So those are a few tips. Maybe, I don't know, hopefully it'll help someone. Hopefully, hopefully oh, I think this is amazing. <laughs> hopefully it'll bless someone. Be strong, sisters. You know, if, 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 you're, if you're, whether you're a single mom or not, be strong. And, and when I say be strong, sometimes being gentle um, requires that you be strong. Um, it's almost like the, the word when it says sometimes you need to be still. Being still sometimes is an action for some of us because we are so used to just snapping into action. We're used to the clap back. We're used to, the, you know, just actually always being on go. So when someone says be still, that's a that's a challenge for some of us. You know, that's 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 something to overcome. But that's OK. Practice. Everything becomes easier with practice. Sometimes we need to be still. So I'm saying be strong when our young kids are, you know, they want to wear their clothes a certain way or they want something to be revealed and it doesn't need to be revealed. Remember, you're the parent. God gave you charge over that child because that child needed guidance. Child doesn't tell you what to do. You tell the child what to do. You know, God set down some rules for us. We need to set down some rules for our kids and we need to stick to them. You know, again, do not do not co-sign just because Johnny down the street is doing it. You can do it, too. No, I don't know, Johnny. I, even if I did know Johnny, Johnny doesn't live here, here in this house. <laughs> to do. You know, and stick to that. Stick to that structure. Consistency. I think consistency more than anything is key. This is all good stuff. One thing I, I can definitely say that I see a lot of the women in our family do that you do as well, too. You keep positivity all around you. Mm -hmm. You have positive notes on the refrigerator. You have positive <laughs> affirmations on social media. You speak and surround yourself with positivity daily. Absolutely. How important is that, um, you know, and to encourage the listeners about what these practices have done in your life? Oh, they are, they are so key. I remind myself all the time, as Arian has indicated, um, that there's always something to be thankful for. Um, be intentful in looking for those things to be uh, thankful for. You know, the, the whole adage of uh, having an attitude of gratitude is absolutely correct. Um, almost everywhere uh, from my office and my home to my office at my actual place of employment, uh, to, to even my bedroom, I have a note that says, always believe something wonderful is about to happen. Anticipate that. If you anticipate that something wonderful will happen, eventually it will. I also remind myself um, regularly that God made me for a purpose. And what if, what if I am the answer to someone's something? So I don't get up slouchy. I don't get up, you know, with a negative attitude. I get up with a positive attitude. Um, I remember, uh, I believe it was Alice Walker who said the most common way people give up their power is by thinking that they don't have any. 
So when I go into the day, I know I have power. And so do you. So do you. And when you know you have power, you're supposed to do something with it. Not take it for granted, not dismiss it, not go, oh, that's ridiculous or that's corny. No, you were given that gift of power for a reason. And it's not yours to, to dismiss. It's not yours to minimize. It's not yours to ignore. It's yours to use. And it's for you to use for the good of others. So I think for me, um, it, 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 it speaks to, um, the, there's a Bible verse, and you all may be familiar with it, that says, you know, our life will be full of trials and tribulations, but, but be of good cheer. You know, because God is already, he, he's already situated everything, you know, uh, it, all of it has already been paid for, you know, all of it is already done. So be of good cheer. There is no waste. God wastes nothing. Even your bad experiences, there is no waste in that. Look back and see what the lesson was in that bad experience. If it was a bad experience and you, and, and I, I want to speak to this. If you think death is, death is a bad experience, it is not a bad experience. It may be a sad experience, but it's not a bad. It's a transition. I want to share this because this is extremely important to me. I lost my mother 10 years ago. She fought for 15 years, breast cancer. Doctors didn't know how she did it. She was a strong woman of faith. I want to share this because I want someone to be blessed by the fact, I want them to understand that energy which is what we are, the proof is this body is, is just that. It is, a, it, it is a earthly suit. We are energy. The Bible says that you should take care of your vessel. That means if you have to take care of your vessel, if that, if that vessel is separate from you, then that means that you are not the vessel itself. You are something else. You are energy. So if I tell you to hold my bag for me, hold my purse for me, my purse and myself, these are two separate things. So you are in this earthly suit. You are energy. At the time that we call death, you transition. Energy, you cannot destroy energy. Energy either transforms, right, or transitions into something. It goes somewhere else, but you cannot destroy it. So when I lost my mom, I, I came to, to read on, um, you know, the part of the Bible that talks about um, us taking care of our vessel because her vessel was, was ill. You know, her body was sick um, from cancer. And so I thought to myself, well, you know, that's not my mama, though. That body was not her. So am I hurt by the fact that she's transitioned out of this sick suit? Or am I hurt because I'm not able to speak to her anymore? What exactly is the origin of my hurt? Because I'm a part of her, so she's still here. My brother is a part of her, so she's still here. What exactly is my hurt about? And this again goes back to how you think of things and process things from a positive standpoint and not looking for the negative, not looking for what I've seen other people do when someone pass away is cry and fall out and be all, and maybe that is part of your, your, your journey in, in grieving. 
not telling anyone how to grieve, but I'm trying to bless someone to let you know that there is something else that you should focus on, something else that you can focus on, and that they have transitioned out of something that was ill or transitioned out of a body that was no longer fit for them. And that doesn't mean that anything bad is going on there. So having a positive view, even about losing someone, loss of their physical presence, not their spiritual presence, having a positive outlook on that, that has helped me. These reminders, these, I was going to say, these reminders that I have around my home, um, they just infuse me. This is the way that I um, encourage myself. Um, you may choose something else, but I, I can promise you they just give me wonderful energy. And again, I believe energy is something that we can pass on to others. So before I even leave my house, I've infused myself with great energy. And hopefully I can infuse others as I come into you know, their path. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. I'm going to recap just a bit. Um, but all, all of this is great. We've gone over femininity, and I thought that was so important. I was recently at Sarah Jakes Roberts Conference, Women Evolve, and one of the speakers there, she said, you know, Marie Silva, she said, we're to be fierce and feminine. She said, there's this whole fierce movement going on. She said, but I'm concerned that people are losing their femininity in the process. That's she right. said, and that's not, basically, it's not womanhood. That's right. <laughs> And she's like, we are to be fierce and feminine, and we are to own that and walk in our femininity. So I thought that was wonderful. Absolutely. I, lo I love the decluttering. So because so many people are, that are listening are probably seeking clarity. Mm -hmm. So I love the decluttering. I love all the motherhood advice. I said, <laughs> oh, they're going to love this. The stillness, the consistency, the positive energy, and everybody who listens to the podcast knows that I'm just a big advocate of just positive energy in general. And you're right, it's not created or destroyed. It's just transformed from one matter to another. They can Google that at Google University or Webster's or Science. That's exactly <laughs> so, right. <laughs> I love all of that. Where we are coming to a close, you guys have heard a wealth of wisdom you have heard from 20 years of marriage experience, motherhood, and so much more. Um, so how can they stay in contact with you, Cousin Candace? Because I already know I'm about to get hit up left and right. What are you on Facebook that they can reach you? <laughs> well, you know, um, I, I just have my regular old face. I'm, I'm, I'm real. I'm, I'm kind of um, old school. So, uh, you know, I'm on Candace Y. Haynes. And I think I have Rozier in parentheses, but if you look under Candace, C-A-N-D-A-C-E, Y Haynes on Facebook, um, you'll find me there. Also, um, I do have um, a, uh, a webpage. It's theartofawoman.org. Um, and on there, you can order the book if you'd like. Um, and pretty much, Arian, you know, uh, anybody who reaches out to me through Facebook, I'll, I'll respond. She will. She I most will. definitely will. <laughs> I will. Can, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I just throw this out there real quick? Go ahead. And, and this will be real, real quick. You know, someone told me a long time ago, and it's true, it's the word listen and silent consist of the same letters. And, and, and we use them wisely. You know, they're very, very powerful tools. Uh, you know, listening and being silent. Um, 
and, and a lot of times, uh, you know, we, we talk so much and, and we don't, we don't listen. So, you know, being still is part of, of listening also. And just meditating in that quiet space. But also speaking to the part about the femininity, I want, I would love it if, if your listeners would go and look for the definition or write down maybe five words that they think represent femininity from being, um, to being subtle. That's something that's kind of lost nowadays, being subtle, you know, everything's kind of right in your face. There's something very sensuous and something very sexual, sex, um, uh, sexy about being alluring and mysterious, you know, and being subtle. Um, it can be mesmerizing even. Think of words that you think represent femininity, not the ones that you hear all the time. And then go into your week with those on your mind. Soften yourself, you know. We have to be everything. And, uh, you know, we have to be, got to be mom. We got to be coach. We got to be cheerleader. You know, we have to be everything. Um, but let's just, let's just focus on being feminine. Let's just focus on how we were built. We are different from men. We don't have the same bits and pieces. So, I, you know, I, I, I encourage us to really just embrace femininity. And you can't embrace it if you don't ever really study what it is. You know, um, it is being pregnant with a pause. It's, it's, it's breathing softly. It's grace. It's modesty. It's being gracious. It doesn't mean you're weak. There's strength in being soft and subtle. You just have to know how to wield it, right? That power, tapping into that power of your difference, focusing on the fact that you are different from him, that's your power. That's all. <laughs> that's all. We're going to close out right there. <laughs> Thank you, Cousin Candice, for coming on the podcast. I love you. I love you, too. You guys stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Fearless Podcast with Arian Simone. Subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review.